Hey guys, it's Mark from the future. That was a really, really long episode. I hope you like that. I really like doing that, and I think that's how these How to Build series are going to be in the future. I don't think these are episodes typically aimed at, like, just you. Like, if you want to listen to it, good. But if you don't care about how to set this car up, like, why would you care? Uh, like, I like listening to this stuff. I like listening to informational things. Um, but I want to be as thorough as I can and actually go through everything. Um, so let me know what I can improve, how to improve, and what you think needs to change. Um, yeah, I hope you enjoy this episode. Bye. Hello, and welcome to BMW Pod, the ultimate show about all things BMW. Today on BMW Pod, we're going to be doing another episode of our How to Build the Ultimate BMW 3 Series. We're coming back strong with the 3 Series. The G20 model, specifically, the newly introduced model. After this, I will record and immediately release a 3 Series uh, How to Build the Ultimate BMW for the M3 and the M3 competition. However, that's just a little bit too much to add to this, and um, frankly, uh, it'll probably do more views than this anyway, so it should be its own thing for that reason alone. Um, that said, for this, we're going to be talking about how to build every single version of this car available. So the 330, the 330E, and the M340. So we're going to talk about all of them. And we're going to talk about the pros and cons of picking which model you want. And uh, we're going to talk about how to spec them to get the most out of each individual one. So if you only care about the M340... We will do an individual section on that. If you only care about the 330, we'll start with that. And if you only care about the 330E, we'll talk about that too. Okay, so to start off, these episodes take a long time to record. So uh, we would appreciate any of your support over at patreon.com slash bmwpod. Uh, your continued support really is what drives me to continue doing this. Um, the easier it is for me to be able to do this uh, without having to go into the late hours of the night uh, to record for eight hours, um, the the better. And every little bit helps, especially uh, especially during these times. Um, I'm very lucky that I get to drive all of these cars a lot, and I'm very lucky that I get to talk about them to you. Uh, it is not lost on me that I am very lucky to get to do this. So thank you so much um, for those of you who do support and thank you so much. Um, thank you so much to everybody who just listens. You don't have to support us in any other way other than just listening. It means everything to me. It really does. Uh, I I don't... Fredo and I never expected this show would get uh, as big as it is, which isn't... Like, I'm not saying it's, like, the biggest thing ever. It's not, clearly. But I um, I didn't expect we'd get any views. And you guys consistently listen and, and pay attention still. And I it means so much to me. Um, the fact that I'm able to sit here talking about the things that I love the most in this world, it, it really is special. So thank you. The 3 Series is offered in a variety of engines and drivetrain options with a variety of transmissions in a variety of countries. In addition, there are a couple of body styles that are available. For the most part, be aware that you can buy most 3 Series in either a sedan or a wagon. In the United States, there is only a sedan. 
However, other markets do get access to the wagon. And this does go for the M3 as well, which makes me actually so sad. Um, if there was an M3 wagon available, um, I might even consider a rear-wheel drive if it means I can get a wagon um, because I want it that bad. In any case, um, right now, there is also a third body style um, the, th that is offered in other markets, specifically certain Asian markets. And those are the 330LI and the 330LI Grand Sedan. Um, and those are extended wheelbase versions of the normal 330 petrol car. Um, they are not really pertinent to the greater conversation. However, if you do live in a market that does have the 330LI or the 330LI Grand Sedan, uh, and you do want kind of a unique longer wheelbase version of this car, of course, go for that. Um, I actually think that those are quite cool, um, and I would love love to see one and drive one just to say I've done it. Um, in any case, there are a variety of engine options, um, and they, they can be delineated into a couple categories. We'll start with the uh, petrol engines, which starts with the 318i and the 320i. Both of those are not available in North America, but have a 2-liter B48 inline 4, um, making respectfully 154 horsepower or 181 horsepower, depending on the model, um, both doing 60 miles an hour in 7-plus seconds. Uh, they are not quick, but they are definitely the economy choice, and they are definitely the car to get um, for those not really interested in a sporty engine car, uh, more one that has very good fuel economy and uh, no frills in the engine department moving up is the 320e with uh, around give or take um 258 pound feet of torque and 200 horsepower um again it does 60 miles an hour in about seven seconds it's not quick but it is adequate and it is definitely efficient uh, that is also a four-cylinder turbo except with an added-on electric motor. Now, moving up, you get the 330. This is the every do-everything model. This also has a 2-liter inline-four turbo uh, with 295 pound-feet of torque and 255 horsepower. It does 60 miles an hour in about 5.5 seconds um, and is, in my opinion, um, definitely the place to start for most people if you are able to afford um the 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 bigger engine so the 330i it, it really is the one to get um especially if you can get an m sport we'll get into that later uh there is also the 330e uh again available in x drive or normal rear wheel drive um except it just has an electric motor tacked on as well so it's going to have about 310 pound feet of torque and a combined 248 horsepower um which is dependable actually it's it's so sorry it's like gonna be 280 horsepower sorry and 310 pound, pound feet of torque i don't know why i messed that up that, that's kind of embarrassing moving up uh we have the m340i which is available in two separate configurations the 2019 but really the 2020 model is available with a three liter 
six-cylinder turbocharged engine that makes 382 horsepower and 369 pound-feet of torque. Now, I want to be very clear um, that the car has significantly more power than that. It's definitely making in the 400s. Uh, that, that that isn't really debatable. Um, it, it is very quick to 60 miles an hour. Um, and beyond that, it, it is a very fast car. And it's my favorite and the best value three series that's available, in my opinion. Um, now, the 2020s are different from the 2021s and newer. The 2021s are going to be the same engine, except with an added, um, a small electric motor in combination with some capacitors that will add about 11 horsepower, but are really just, it's really just a mild hybrid system to uh, supplement the electric or to, to the, the normal drivetrain um, to help you get a rolling start um, to assist in the feeling that the car is moving before the engine is even really, really going. Uh, again, it's a mild hybrid system. It isn't a full hybrid system like the 320E or the 330E. Above that, in certain markets, is the Alpina B3 by Turbo, which is, on paper, very similar to the M340i, as it has a very similar amount of power. Or, sorry, a very similar engine. And by that, I mean it is uh, essentially essentially the same size engine three liter six cylinder however this one uh, is going to be making 516 pound feet of torque and 460 horsepower um making it kind of more of an m3 competitor although again this is a uh, separate manufacturer from bmw these are made by alpina uh, so that doesn't really count we won't really be talking about that very much uh, and then as far as the diesel engines um, you have three four-cylinder uh, diesel turbo options, the 316D, the 318D, and the 320D. Um, these all make some amount of, uh, uh, an amount of power from about 120, 148 to 188 horsepower. Um, and they do 60 miles an hour anywhere from 10 seconds to seven seconds. Above that is the 330D. The 330D is available with the B57 inline six turbo, making 430 pound-feet of torque and 261 horsepower. That does 60 miles an hour, equivalent to the 330 in about 5.8 seconds. There is the M340D, which uh, is the same engine, the B57 by turbo, or sorry, twin turbo. Um, so it has an extra turbo added on top. And that engine is going to be making 335 horsepower and 516 pound-feet of torque. Uh, that one is going to be the in-house monster. If you want to go up, you can get the Alpina D3, so diesel, 3S, with the same B57 twin turbo, except now it's going to be making uh, about 350 horsepower and 540 pound-feet of torque. Um, but of course you'll still get the Alpina accoutrement that you would expect with an Alpina. Now that was a very long conversation about engine options. I just wanted to let you know that there are some engines that we're not going to talk about in this, in this episode, um, because I think they're redundant. Uh, we're going to separate this the same way BMW does with the core models. So the 330i, the hybrid electrified models, the 330e and the 330e X drive. And the BMW M Performance models, 
the M340i and the M340i X drive. In other markets, when we're talking, and, and we'll, get to, we'll get to that, that in other markets, we will be talking about a variety of cars, even though in my case, I'm simply talking about uh, one car per thing. You'll understand when we get there. Okay, so we're going to start with the core models. The core models in all regions are going to be the 318i, the 320i, and the 330i. In addition, the 330li and 330li Grand Sedan will also count. I don't know why I said sedan with a weird word. I, grand Sedan. Uh, and um, those also include the diesel variants. So the 316D, the 318D, and the 320D. Um, and technically the 330D, since it's not an M performance model nor a hybrid. In my case, we're going to select the 330i because it's a good compromise between uh, most most of these models and also it's the only core model that you can actually get in my market uh, so it's the one i can build now in my opinion the best of these two models the 330i sedan or the 330i xdrive sedan is the 330 xdrive i think adding xdrive to all of these cars gives it the benefit of being a useful car in all situations especially because this isn't really a sports car. It is a sporty car, but it isn't a sports car. Now, if you have no need for all-wheel drive, then just don't get it, right? If you don't want all-wheel drive, if you hate it, don't get it. Um, but I think for most people, the all-wheel drive is a no-brainer, especially at the pretty low cost that it's offered at um, as compared to the rear-wheel drive version. So we're going to select that, and we're going to begin uh, with the colors. Now, uh, I've, I've gotten one or two comments from people saying, why do you talk about colors? Like, like and they it was much less aggressive than that they were just wanting to know like because obviously just pick the color you like um i just like to talk about color because this is how we build these cars uh how, how the experts build these cars and um it's important to know what people order with what things and and what people like what people don't like um so you can make your own informed decision not so you can do what i do but so you can make your own decision uh based on the information that i give you okay so before we get into the exterior colors we have to pick a line now depending on your market you may have these uh a la carte as options um, but lines are essentially how you want the car to look so the sport line is the classic bmw design a luxurious intentioned car with a sporty heart underneath and uh, that is the standard way that these cars come uh, the Sportline 3 Series gets you sort of aluminum exterior trim, 18-inch V-spoke wheels, and sport seats. Um, and navigation is standard on the 330 in addition to a rear-view camera, anthracite, Al uh, not Alcantara, anthracite headliner, um, and some other things. For me, as a driver of these cars, the M Sport is the most important feature that this car has not every bmw needs m sport the x7 the x5 the 7 series they don't really need it even the 5 series specifically like the 530 and 40 don't need it um if you if you're not interested in that however if you are a driver a person who really enjoys the feeling of being connected to a bmw you want to get motorsport so the m sport form gets you a few a few things uh that are not so talked about 
um, in this space. And it's annoying because I have an episode on this. Uh, but one of the one of the features in the motorsport form is you get the adaptive steering rack, uh, which is only available in the 330M Sport and the 430M Sport. Um, it's not even available in the exact same form on the M340i or the 440. Um, so you just need to be aware of that. Um, again, if you don't like how it looks and you don't care, just skip it. Um, but I'm going to be going with the motorsport form because I like the the blacked out trim. Uh, and I like I like the M Sport wheels a little bit more. I think the car just looks better generally. Um, and the way that you know that I like it more is because I have an M Sport 330. Uh, it's not my daily driver. I don't I don't drive it all the time because it is also a family car. Um, my 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 father uses it as well, um, but it is in my name and it is it is my lease. Uh, so that is that is I am a little bit biased on that. That said. Once you've selected the line you want, um, especially if you're custom ordering a car, just be aware most people do get M Sport. If they're ordering it, if they're not ordering it, it's probably not an M Sport. So in any case, there are a few color options. Alpine white and jet black are the no cost options. They just come with the car. So you can get whichever one you want. Alpine white is a standard BMW color and looks excellent on the three series. Jet black isn't available on M Sport, as it really shouldn't be, because it doesn't, I don't think it looks good uh, on, it wouldn't look great on M Sport. You can get black sapphire metallic, which is a metallic black, um, Melbourne red, and mineral white. Uh, Melbourne red is not available on the M Sport, which is a crime against everything, and BMW needs to correct this. It was available on the last three series, so <clears throat> let's fix this, please. Chop, chop. Anyway. Mineral white metallic is available, and it's sort of like a, a not sort of, it's shiny white. Uh, and mineral gray is sort of a darker gray. I think mineral gray looks pretty bad on the non-M Sport car, but on the M Sport car, it looks very uh, performancey. is the word I'm going to use. Um, because we're building a core model car, um, I think the best colors are the... My, my preference is always the, the the sportiest colors. So if you're building an M Sport, I think Sunset Orange, Portimao Blue, and Mineral Gray are the choices that I'd pick. If you're building a Sportline car, Phytonic Blue, Blue Ridge Mountain, Melbourne, or Black Sapphire are the colors to go with. Um, but I did get Sunset Orange uh, because I love orange. Uh, on BMWs. I don't know why, but I do. So once you've picked your colors, wheels are the next option. There are many wheel options offered uh, for this car. And just like other BMWs, the wheels you get really are less about the actual wheels on the car and more about the tires, because the tires determine um, what's gripping the road. And as it turns out, that's kind of important. And what's gripping the road is going to be very defined by uh, where you live. Um, personally, I live in coastal Massachusetts, which, as it turns out, gets a lot of snow and has a lot of potholes and is just generally terrible on cars. Um, my preference and the preference of almost everybody that I work with who has these similar cars is the performance run flat tires um, because in bad climates 
They still hook. Um, even though they are technically summer tires, I've had no issues with them in the snow. They hook. They're reliable. They don't get destroyed when I get over potholes. I'm not bending wheels. I, I've had no problems with the performance run flat tires. If you hate run flat tires, you can, of course, uh, go with the all-season non-run flat if you want on the 18-inch wheels, which looks excellent, by the way. Um, however, that does add uh, a few things um, as well. I personally think uh, that the black wheels look the best on the M Sport models. Um, and you can also get high-performance non-run flats with the 19 black wheels. Uh, I don't necessarily suggest doing that because uh, you need to get the M Sport suspension and you may not want that, but we'll get into that in a second. Okay. Realistically, you just need to pick the type of wheels that you like and the type of tire match to it. If you need a type of tire that is only offered in one specific configuration, then of course get that. Um, if you live in a place where it's literally always sunny, like Texas, uh, bad timing right now though, uh, you probably just want to get the non-run flat all seasons. So the 18-inch V-spoke bicolor orbit gray wheels are really good um, if you want the all-season non-run flats because they ride really well. Or the high-performance non-run flat 19-inch M double-spoke jet black wheels. Um, a good balance between the two is the performance non-run flat. Um, all-season run flats are kind of like the worst. Uh, not because I dislike them, but on sedans, I don't know. I... I think you're just better off getting um, the the performance run flats if you're going to do that um, because they're they're at least good at something and not bad at kind of it. They're not they're good at something and bad at something while being fine at other things. But the all season tires are just not good. Um, they, they they don't perform well. They don't accelerate great. They don't hook. And most importantly, they're not really good in the snow. They're fine in the wet, but they're just fine. Um, I think it would make much more sense to replace your tires with snow tires and actually get the wheels that are going to, or the, the tires that are going to drive best. Um, again, if you just don't want to deal with it and you don't care and you're not going to drive it hard and you just, it doesn't matter to you, uh, obviously get all season run flats. Um, they're, they're the obvious choice if you don't care. Uh, I don't even dislike them that much i just wouldn't buy them myself um but tire choice is obviously up to you um and wheel choice is also up to you also it wouldn't be the worst thing this car looks really good on aftermarket wheels uh, i think personally so that that could help if you're in the mood there is two interior material options available sensatec bmw's imitation leather and Vernasca leather. Personally, I would go with Vernasca leather because that's what I did. Uh, I have Canberra beige with black stitching. Nope, I lied to you. I have oyster. I don't know why I said that. I have oyster. Um, I have oyster because I think it, it's, I like the light look. Like I don't like the light-ish. I like the really light look. Um, but most people on the M Sport models go with the black with blue contrast stitching. Oyster. Cognac, except on Sunset Orange. I've seen it a few times, and it genuinely looks terrible. Like, it really does not look good. Um, I almost bought one. I almost bought an M340 that had that, and it was... Ugh, no. 
Um, but if you like it, more power to you, obviously. Um, black contrast stitching looks good on everything. So if you can't like decide what you want, just get that. Um, Canberra beige looks pretty good on uh, everything, I think, as well. I, I don't think there's anything it looks terrible on except white. I don't think white on white looks great. Um, cognac is pretty striking, again, on everything but orange. Um, it doesn't look great on red either, but it's pretty striking on everything else. So, like, if you really want to be different, cognac is the one. Uh, cognac or oyster, I think, are the standouts. Um, and they're the ones I do on pretty much everything other than an orange car for cognac. Interior trims are up to you. They are all no-cost options, and they all look good. I think, personally, the best-looking ones are the open-pour fine wood oak grain. Uh, I think it looks by far and away better than all the other wood options. That said, I would never order wood. I got aluminum tetragon because it looks better uh, than anything else. Also, the flat aluminum is really good, too, like the normal mesh effect one. But I think aluminum tetragon is the best-looking one. Uh, and it would be my pick for my interior. That said, uh, moving on, um, the options are really where this car is going to come into its own and where it's going to make itself different from this car. And I'm going to start making arguments about why you don't need any of them. If you get M Sport, you get the convenience package, which gets you comfort access, keyless entry, and ambient lighting. No matter what you picked at the beginning, whether you got convenient, whether you, or sorry, whether you got M Sport or the Sport line, please get the convenience package, as comfort access, keyless entry, and ambient lighting are both features that most people tend to want, and it really is worth the money, in my opinion. Um, I would suggest leaving it there for options, unless you want a fully loaded car. If you want a car with absolutely everything, get the executive package. And then just get the straggling options that aren't included in that. But personally, the things I would suggest for this car are the dynamic handling package, which gets you, uh, which gets you a lot, at least in my opinion. Um, it gets you improved suspension, M Sport brakes with blue or red calipers, the M Sport differential, and adaptive M suspension. This is really good for people who want a really comfortable ride and. Um, but more than that, an adaptive ride. So one that is is firmer or more compliant depending on the setting they're in or whether they want to use adaptive mode. Um, I use it all the time and it's honestly excellent, but it's not for everyone. Not everyone needs it. Not everyone wants it. If you don't live in a place that has like super different roads, like they're mostly all good, I mean, it's fine. No need. Uh, but if you live in a place with terrible roads, um, I would get dynamic handling. Uh, I did get dynamic handling, and I think it's totally worth, um, totally worth that price uh, to do that. The driving assistance package, in my opinion, is absolutely worth uh, worth the price of admission, um, just because it gets you uh, a variety of things. Um, in my opinion, that are really important. Um, the active driving assistant gets you uh, pedestrian warning, frontal collision warning. Um, lane departure warning with city collision mitigation uh, and they all have uh, as BMW says varying degrees of um, intervention and it really is it really is a no-brainer in my opinion every single three series we order except for like two or three that I've seen since this car debuted in 2019 have this option at the very least um, 
it really is really is important in my opinion if you think these things are stupid and you think it's dumb and you think it's just taking away from your ability to drive the car well clearly just don't get it that's that's a no-brainer driving assistance professional package um adds on to that with semi-autonomous features so adaptive cruise control with adapt automatic steering and all the um all the thi- or assisted steering which come uh also with a adjusted cockpit on the inside I would 100% uh, get that package as I did get that package. I think it's very good. Um, but again, if you don't care about those things, like if if, they're, if me saying it's worth the money is like, well, I don't even like those things, so why would it? Well, then don't get it. Um, it's, it's necessary only if you like those features. Um, and of course, you can turn them off. The shadow line, um, if you just want to delete... Uh, if you want to delete the chrome trim, you can get the Shadowline package. I think it's definitely worth it. What I would do instead is just replace the parts you want with the OEM parts that you can get from a BMW parts department with your VIN, but that's neither here nor there. Um, the parking assistance package for, uh, depending on where your what your market is, um, usually it's less than the equivalent of a thousand United States dollars. It's absolutely worth it. It's It's not expensive for what it is. It gets you automatic parking. 360 degree camera and um a lot of really helpful things i i definitely i definitely suggest getting it uh for 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 almost everybody uh and of course i did get it space saver spare is a must have if you a want a spare tire or b um have performance non-run flat tires right if you have any kind of non-run flat tires just get it there, there's no reason not to unless you think you're never going to use it and you never need it and you'll just get a tow in which case fine uh the, that that is that is an option um i don't have it because i just don't care uh and i have run flats so like why but you could remote engine start is a must-have um on every car even if you get literally no other option please get remote engine start it is it is very very worth that price of admission i think Herman Kardon's sound system is definitely worth it for this car. There's nothing higher than that. And uh, I think on cars where you can get higher than that, you should. But on Harman, on, on this car, uh, it's a no-brainer. If you don't listen to a lot of music, like you just listen to talk radio or something, just skip it. There's no reason. Um, wireless charging with Wi-Fi hotspot, avoid it uh, unless you have a phone that supports it. Um, if, if you do have a phone that supports it, then get it. But if not, there's no reason to. Um, I, I don't see that being an issue. Uh, the car does support BMW Digital Key. I will probably do an episode on that at some point. This episode is going to be unbelievably long, so I, I don't even want to go there. Uh, so, yeah. Power tailgate, I have it. Um, it makes the car a touch heavier, but it's worth it. So I think you should get it. Um, I have it. It's very useful. I use it a lot. Uh, heated front seats are not really pertinent if you've gotten... Uh, the premium package, um, but if you didn't, maybe get that, maybe don't. Um, I have a heated steering wheel as well because I want it. Uh, although my car specifically has the executive package just because I want everything. Um, there, there's no reason for me not to have it, so I, I have it. Uh, in any case, um, that's how I would build a 330. Um, just to recap that, every car needs convenience. Um, if you're building a non-M Sport, adding premium can't hurt. If you're building an M Sport and you want everything, just get 
just get executive. Um, but if you need like anything less than than everything in executive, just add the a la carte options you want. Um, driving assistance professional is a must. Parking assistance is essentially a must. Um, live cockpit pro is a must on on uh, for for people who want like a loaded car, of course. Um, and it's ninety nine percent confirmed that at least one of the options you select will mandate you getting live cockpit pro. Um, but if you don't like select M Sport or something, then you will need to pay for live cockpit professional. Uh, and Live Cockpit Professional, if you don't know, is iDrive 7.0, the Android-based version of BMW's latest software. Um, and for 2021 models, uh, both both car all the all these cars are going to support Apple CarPlay and Android Auto wirelessly. Okay, so that covers it for the 330i sedan. We're going to move into the 330e. The 330i doesn't really matter if you get it rear-wheel drive or X-drive, like whichever you prefer. I think the 330e is best in all-wheel drive. Um, I think its its soul is that of a all-wheel drive car, and I think that it it uses its its efficiency and its power best when it can really put that 300 horsepower down. Um, so I suggest getting the X-Drive version. Uh, I came very close to getting one of these cars, although uh, the 330 that I built uh, ended up just being uh, like a lot less money. And um, the 330e wasn't really widely available when I did that. If I were to do that now, the 330e would be significantly cheaper. Um, but things, you know, things are what they are at the time that they are. So yeah, um, for the 330e, I wouldn't necessarily get an M Sport. I think the classic Sport line is fine. Uh, I think just save your money. Like I, I, I wouldn't personally uh, change that. Um, because it's a sport line, I would pick a sport line color. Take advantage of that. Um, so Melbourne Red, Phytonic Blue, or Blue Ridge Mountain all look good. I would caution you that Blue Ridge Mountain on the website, uh, depending on your monitor's calibration, kind of looks like um, Storm Bay. Like it looks like a dark blue. It is not. It is very light. Um, like it's a light turquoise. Um, but Phytonic Blue or... Melbourne Red are pretty common colors for Sportline cars. Uh, when people are looking to be different and kind of, I guess you could call it edgy, um, Glacier Silver, Mineral White, they're all going to look good. Um, and I think that if you do want to save money, Alpine White is pretty universally loved, I would say. Um, and it's a good way to save a dollar or two. So uh, you can do that. Actually, specifically the equivalent of 550 US dollars. That's exactly how much you'd be saving. In any case, uh, wheels. This actually does matter. Because in this case, I'm not building an M Sport. And unless you want it, then you have a few more wheel options. I would suggest the wheels that come with it. The 18-inch V-spoke bicolor orbit gray wheels with all-season run-flat tires are perfect. No need to do anything with them. They suit the car. You're going to get the best electric range on this. You're going to get the best combined range. These are the tires the car was meant for, and they're the ones I would suggest. If you want the car to look a little bit better, you can get the 19s. Um, and I think it, it looks looks better. I wouldn't pay for it because I, I the theme of this one is getting an economically focused car. Um, so I think this is the, the better option. I think the... Um, 
you know, but again, wheels are up to you. So just get the wheels you like, but they make it easy because there aren't a lot of options. Upholstery wise, uh, because we're going with kind of like a not very, um, like a not fancy outward looking appearance, uh, we are going to go with leather. Um, but if you're trying to be economically friendly to your wallet, but if you're also more trying to be ecologically friendly uh, to the environment, you can, of course, go with Sensitech, which is imitation leather, which is cruelty-free. Uh, nobody's going to be harmed by that. Or no, no animals are going to be harmed in the making of your seats and your upholstery. Uh, it is worth mentioning, of course, um, and this is something that that is you know just worth saying, uh, that if you do want um, a fully cruelty-free car, you will need to get a different steering wheel um, or send it out to a variety of places that will upholster a steering wheel um, and and they can they can do that for you. Um, typically, it costs, of course, a pretty penny, but they can reupholster your steering wheel with an equivalent to Sensitech that looks the same. Um, but usually, steering wheels are wrapped in leather. That said, um, I know the dealership that multiple dealerships that I've spent my time at have done that for clients. Uh, of course, not for free, but they have. Um, and sometimes they'll even do it for free if they think they'll get the sale. Uh, I have no proof of that. Don't take my word for it, but uh, that has happened before. In my case for this car, I would probably get either uh, mocha sit, the mocha on the interior um, or perhaps black with black contrast stitching. Um, I, I, I'm a sucker for the, the orange contrast stitching uh, on the, on the black seats. Um, remember that if you want ambient lighting on the interior, you do have to get leather, so you can't do Sensatech if you want the interior lighting uh, that, that is LED-based and changes colors. Okay, uh, again, for the trim, since we're going for a classy look, I'm going to select the open pour fine wood oak grain. Um, and that, again, like I said, the, the classy vibes are kind of how we build these 330Es. We don't try to build them super fancy. We don't try to build them super cheap we try to build them somewhere in the middle for a client who's looking for um a fancy car that doesn't look fancy something that's a little more stealthy uh, a little bit more people friendly uh, because we didn't select m sport uh if you did select m sport convenience would have been selected i think this car deserves the premium package which is going to get you the active driving assistant heated front seats active blind spot detection heads up display park distance control, LED headlights with cornering lights, which are very important for me, I think, comfort access, heated steering wheel, and lumbar support seats. Um, I think those things on their own uh, make it worth the price of admission. If you want the executive package for another equivalent to 1200 United States dollars, um, you can get all of that plus laser lights which are really fancy lights that adapt to the situation in front of you gesture control um and that's really it would i suggest doing that if you want the laser lights and you want uh and and, and do you want the other things included with that which i'm forgetting gesture control i mean do that is it explicitly necessary no not really um I would avoid the dynamic handling package if you don't if you're not okay with the fact that it's only available with summer tires. If you do 
not mind that, like you live somewhere where that's not going to be an issue, I would definitely get the dynamic handling package um, because it's going to be sort of more handling firmness, but also it's going to feel better over comf uh, over uncomfy roads, like bumpy road surfaces. Um, it also is going to be a uh, better for like cornering. So if you're going to be doing a lot of driving uh, around like windy roads, you're going to feel less lean through the corner, uh, which can help on the hybrid, I think. Um, I've driven one hybrid with a dynamic handling, and honestly, it's amazing. Uh, it really is special, and I... Um, I still vaguely regret not getting it because of the extra power and the extra torque and wh whatnot, but in any case, I would get the parking assistance package if you haven't already uh, specced into a package that gets you that um, in your region. Again, power tailgate, we've gone through all this. Um, Sensatech dashboard is probably worth getting um, if you want that look. Uh, you can ask your dealer how that looks. Um, I would... I would avoid the variable sport steering for now um, on this car unless you know how it feels. Go into the dealership and ask to drive an M Sport 330i, um, a new one, and see how you like how that feels. If you don't like it, avoid it. If you do, maybe order that. Um... And absolute no-brainer to go for Harman Kardon Premium Sound. Uh, there's no reason not to, unless you just, again, listen to only talk radio. Um, okay, so that leaves us with one model left, the M340i. The M340i is, again, available with two engines. Uh, with Sorry, with two, two drive options, rear or rear-biased all-wheel drive. I think, um, again... I like all-wheel drive cars, so I would get the X-Drive sedan, but I think, depending on your particular preference, I think this car can pretty well put its 382 horsepower down uh, to the rear wheels. I've never driven that particular car, but from what I've seen, it does. Um, so you totally can, uh, if you want. That said, uh, remember that this car has about ha has somewhere in the realm of 60 to 70 more horsepower than it claims to have. Um, th these cars are putting down a ton of power. So if you're, if you're less experienced with car handling, maybe get the all-wheel drive version. But if you know what you're doing, uh, the rear-wheel drive uh, never hurt anyone. It's not a Mustang, right? Right. Anyway, so we're going to start. You're not given the option of which line you want because you, uh, you can't really get a sport line on this car because it's M Sport already. Um, so you can only choose the look they're calling it now so that's the basic m sport with cerium gray exterior trim i think for the most part um it's to be avoided at all costs uh and you should pay the equivalent of 300 united states dollars for the extended shadow line trim which blacks everything out i think the cerium gray looks cool on certain cars uh the x2's one but on this car, I think it looks kind of weird. And it the starry grill, I think, looks better in black. I would get the shadow line. Uh, but if you hate blacked out cars, well, I guess clearly don't do that. Um, Color-wise, the most popular colors for these two cars are, well, for older models, Dravet Gray. But for, for these, um, most of them are going to be an alpine white 
Sunset Orange, or Portimao Blue. Mineral White and Black Sapphire are occasionally popular. Um, and I, I do have to say that if you're getting Shadow Line, uh, like the Extended Shadow Line, Black Sapphire looks mean. Uh, Black Sapphire with the black wheels, uh, specifically the ones on non that, that come with the cooling and high-performance tire package, look incredible. Uh, and I, I absolutely endorse that look like 100%. Uh, it really looks awesome. Um, and if I were to get an M340, it would be black as the night sky, uh, especially since you don't have the M3 grill, so it looks super sleek and clean. It doesn't look like too aggressive. It just looks really stealthy. And um, to me, it is the kind of performance car that I like most. Uh, well, performance car, not race car. In any case, um, that's how most of the ones we order have. Most of the ones we order come with the 18-inch wheels of some form. I would highly suggest getting uh, the high-performance tire and cooling package, um, but it doesn't matter exactly. It is worth mentioning that there are two kinds of performance tires available on this car. Performance run flat uh, and also... Um, all season, non, there are many, but there are performance run flats and there are high performance non-run flats. So they're going to be a little more aggressive than the normal performance tires offered on these models because it is a more powerful car um, with more sporty intentions. Uh, I think, again, the black wheels look best, but the 19-inch M double-spoke cerium gray wheels go really well with the cerium gray if you're into it. Uh, but again, I would get the cooling and high-performance tire package wheels, which gets you the high-performance non-run flats. Uh, so whichever wheel style you like, that's, I mean, that's what you get. Again, picking tires is really kind of up to you um, and and not something that somebody else can nor should do uh, for you. Um, also, it's uh, it's worth mentioning that Portimao Blue looks excellent on this car. Um, I, this is another one of those cars that I, I come very close to buying constantly. I almost bought an M340i, uh, when, when it was, when I was getting my 2020 330, um, the, it would have been like 50 United States dollars more. And, uh, it, it, I barely even registered it. It just would have taken a little bit longer to get to me. And that wasn't an option at the time. And also, um, I'm not really driving it that much, so why pay for an engine that I'm not, engine and brakes and stuff that I'm not really going to use? Um, so no need for that. Sense Tech is standard, but it's only offered in black because nobody gets it on these cars. Almost all of these cars are ordered with Vernasca leather. Um, black with blue contrast stitching is my favorite. Uh, unfortunately, orange isn't offered. I think Oyster and Cognac look good and are definitely options you can get. Uh, but I think black fits sort of the style of these M cars the best. Um, and as far as trim option goes, again, whatever you want. I think the aluminum options are the best suited to the car. It's unfortunate they don't they don't offer carbon because uh, it would look much better. This is a performance car, not a luxury car, in my opinion. Uh, so premium package is really all you need. Uh, it's, it's what I would get for the heated seats, heads up display and heated steering wheel on an M340. I wouldn't be interested in executive package cause I, I don't care about anything in there except the laser lights. I would absolutely 
be getting the laser lights, but I will be doing that a la carte um, because I think it's it's important. Uh, it's an important option uh, to get on these cars. Um, the website doesn't have it a la carte, uh, but you can get it a la carte usually uh, in most markets. Not not all, but most most can can take that. The driving assistance package is totally necessary. In my opinion, it, again, just there's no point in not getting it. Turn it off if you hate it. But if you're going to let someone else drive it, it's it's just safer. And in my opinion, uh, our, our driving assistance systems work really well. Adaptive cruise control and the driving assistance professional package, not necessary for this car. I, I don't think you need that. Um, cooling and high-performance tire package gets you a um, set of high-performance tires, a mobility kit to fix them if you need it, uh, for increased traction and uh, better dynamic uh, response like around corners and such, but also um, an engine oil cooler and a more powerful fan to cool the motor for like track use and stuff. Um, it's a no-brainer. Uh, I am I am very sure that my next daily, uh, like not, not my like project, but like my next actual daily to replace my current one um, will be one of these because uh, of course the 330i isn't really driven by me um i i i love these cars so much uh remember that also this car is available in a wagon power tailgates unnecessary front and rear heated seats not necessary in my opinion wireless charging is nice to have um and if you're going to daily it like it can't hurt you uh m sport brakes are already standard on this car you can't get rid of them um, but because it is a M performance car, it is available with M sport brakes with red calipers for the 2021 model year. I would get them, uh, if you like them. So if you like red, get red. If you don't, well, that's an option. Adaptive M suspension is a no brainer and is totally worth the price of admission. Um, and Herman Kardon premium audio is also totally worth the price of admission. Uh, I think there's, that's a no brainer. Um, to summarize our M340. Uh, I got Shadowline exterior, Portimao blue metallic, 19-inch double-spoke jet black wheels with performance non-run, or sorry, high-performance non-run flat tires, black Vernasca leather with blue contrast stitching, aluminum Tetragon trim, and the cooling and high-performance tire package, the driving assistance package. I got executive because I wanted laser lights and I'm weak. Adaptive M suspension wireless charging and Wi-Fi hotspot, and Harman Kardon surround sound system. Uh, I think this is a very well set up car, well set up for driving every day, well set up for driving in high performance situations. Um, I want to stress to you that if you are a driver, a person who cares about driving, you will not like this car without the adaptive M suspension and the high performance tire and cooling kit. Uh, it really, it really changes the way the car feels. Um, the the wheels and the tires just everything responds better. Um, it responds to braking better. It responds to everything better. This is not a car that deserves to live its life on all season run flats. Please, dear God, do not do that. Um, this is a car that was meant to have performance tires. Uh, you can still drive it every day. It's not scary. It's gonna be fine. Um, and so. That's my how to set up your BMW 3 Series sedans. Um, now, we're going to talk about the M3s later, but I just want to just touch on the things that make 
uh, each one of these cars, like who each one of these models are for, um, just as a baseline to talk about. The core models uh, are available in petrol fuel or diesel, and they are meant for your average person. Your person, your average person who wants a sporty BMW, but not one that's super fast or performance oriented, one that's drivable every day in a variety of situations. You can have fun with it. You can use it for serious person things. Um, you can drive comfortably on the highway. You can drive comfortably in stop and go traffic. Certain ones are offered with a manual transmission. Certain ones aren't. Um, and it really is the car to do everything. The electrified hybrid options, the 320 and 330E, are for somebody who wants a little bit more um, and is willing to pay also a little bit more. You're getting about 40 horsepower. You're getting another 20 pound-feet of torque. And you're getting a car that's going to be a little bit quicker, a little bit more efficient, and generally just a little bit more of everything at the cost of price. Um, and I think generally, for most people, no, the hybrid's not necessary. But if you can charge your car, I think it's kind of a no-brainer. Um, I know that's weird because I just said it's not necessary, but I think if you can charge it, and if the added cost it doesn't scare you, I think it's a no-brainer. Um, I think it's the sweet spot for an actual daily driver BMW sedan that isn't performance oriented. It is quick, like it's it's not slow, but it's really a daily. It's a car meant to be driven every day, and I stand by the fact that it is the best at doing that um, when in the right circumstances. Now, the M340i is available in a few models. Uh, again, rear-wheel drive, all-wheel drive, or rear-wheel drive or all-wheel drive, um, five-door uh, wagon. I think uh, this car is the sweet spot of the performance cars, particularly the X-Drive. It's fast. It's really fast, to, especially to 60. It's like old M3 fast. And uh, it, it, it's loud enough, uh, especially if you get a 2020. Um, it's fuel efficient enough. Uh, these are doing 31 miles per gallon now because of the mild hybrid system, which again is not intrusive at all. No need for charging it or anything like that. Um, and it really is a high performance sedan that has plenty of power, plenty of go fast intentions while being kind of a everyday cruiser as well. Um, it really does do both well. Uh, but again, if you really are interested in a car that has the most performance intentions possible um, in a non-full-blown M car, the high-performance cooling entire package is 100% necessary and you need to get it. Okay, so uh, now that we're about an hour into this episode, I hope you enjoyed this episode of BMW Pod. My name is Mark. Stay safe and take it easy out there. Bye-bye.